And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, a baseball podcast. Season 4, episode 25. Today is Monday, July 23rd. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Joel. I'm broadcasting in from Champaign, Illinois. With me tonight is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm, uh... I'm coming into you tonight from a very sweaty Brooklyn, New York. It's about a million degrees and a million percent humidity. Um, I'm broadcasting shirtless. Uh, and my hot take for the day is the L.A. Dodgers pulled off the biggest trade thus far of the season to land Manny Machado in a bid to once again lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. And that's why we walked on today to Randy Newman's I Love L.A. My hot take for the week, uh, the San Antonio Spurs traded Kawhi Leonard to the Toronto Raptors, and I am out here advocating for him to adopt the nickname Kawhiosaurus Rex. I think that we've gone too long without a good nickname for Kawhi Leonard. I think he should definitely capitalize on the dinosaur theme that he's got going. What about Velociraptor? Ooh, that's a good one. The the Veloc the Velociraptor. He could just go with the Velociraptor. That'd be kind of cool. The Velociraptor. Kaiwaptor. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Or, or it could just be shortened to Kawaii, Kawaii, Kwaptu. Like Raptor. Quapter. Quapter. This is like the most unfortunate nickname in all of sports. I've been on this for a while, I, especially in the NBA. I think that nobody gets good nicknames anymore. They pretty much... Since King James, that's pretty good. Yeah, King King James is pretty good. But there's also King Felix. It's not exactly that original of a nickname. Right, that's true. Magic Johnson's got the best one because it actually became his name, Magic. Oh, yeah. Paul Pierce. Best basketball nickname. What was he? The Truth? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Even filmed by Shaquille O'Neal. Right. That's the best part about it, is that Shaq named him. I mean. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. You really can't come up with your own nickname. Somebody else has to see you doing something awesome and bestow that nickname upon you. Right, like yeah. the host of a very popular sports podcast. Exactly. Name you the Quapter, and then that's it from then on in. <laughs> and he's like, come on, guys, call me Kawaiosaurus Rex. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, Quapter. I really hope he does well in Toronto. I'm excited about this. Uh, yeah. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Last week, we had very special guest Adam on, and we talked about... How to Fix Soccer. I think that was a very productive podcast. We talked a lot about the World Cup. Yeah. And now we don't actually have to talk about soccer for four years if we don't want to. So 
That's, that's well, a win. The Women's World Cup is in two years, right? Isn't that how it works? Or is that like later this summer? I think the Women's World Cup is next next summer, actually. I think they go on an odd year. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, 2019. Next year is the Women's World Cup. And that one we'll probably talk even more about because the U.S. women's team is actually good. Are they still? I believe so. Oh, and it's in France. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So the French will be able to lord their men's title over everyone. Right, when their team gets knocked out in the first round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Who is... The defending champions are the United States. Right. It's like in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> forever. <laughs> France, China, Thailand, Australia, Japan, South Korea, Brazil, Chile, Spain, and Italy. Those are the women's teams? Yeah, who have already qualified. I guess they're not done with the qualifiers yet. Those teams have already qualified now? They've already qualified. Mm -hmm. I'm so pulling the, hard for Thailand. Oh, that would be cool. They are the 2018 Women's Asia Cup semifinalists. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Go Thailand. Uh, Fighting Thai. Yeah. I wonder if they've got <laughs> a name. Officially named the Chaba Kau. K-A-E-W. Yeah, we need Eli here. Yeah, we do need Eli. If you're listening, tell us what that means. Yeah, right yeah. in. Oh, you, you could actually text him probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, text him. Ask him. Well, that, that wouldn't help us. That wouldn't help us with the pronunciation, though. That's true, but he could tell us if it means something. Well, I can click. That's on true. That. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Google probably also would tell us what it means. <laughs> Yeah, in case you guys haven't figured out, it's just me and uh, Sam tonight. So we're going to do the best we can and try to extend this out for a whole hour, guys. Hang out with us. <laughs> um, it's a pink elephant. That's the name of their, that's their team mascot? Yeah, Chaba Caillou. Chaba Caillou. Is Con Kwai's pink wife elephant? What the hell? It's a character from a cartoon show. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. That's pretty cool. Sweet. So, Is it a pink wife or a pink elephant that's a wife? It's a pink wife that is an elephant? I'm, I think it's a pink elephant know. who is the main character's wife. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah, because the main character is a blue elephant. So I wonder if the men's Thai, Thai soccer team is named after Khan Kwai, the male elephant. No idea. Because they never qualify. Right, good call. Cool. So who cares? We should get really into <laughs> uh, this cartoon. And Thai soccer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Thai soccer, but <laughs> let's see if there's like an English version we can post it, it is. on our blog. It is. 
with voice actors Carl Reiner and Martin Short. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2006. I got some good voice acting. Yeah. Huh. Neat. I wonder what it's about, other than elephants. I don't know. Anyway, this is a very... I like to imagine that it's like married with children, except for with elephants. <laughs> I bet it is. The pink elephant just complains to the lazy blue elephant constantly. Right, yeah. yeah. About why that blue elephant won't have sex with her. Yeah. I remember as a kid that that TV show. We hardly ever watched it. I think it was kind of considered scandalous in my early 90s. Uh, yeah. But I never actually got into it. I feel like it was something I would watch when mom and dad weren't around because it was basically PG-13 TV. Right. But I also don't remember it being that funny. Probably because most, because I was like seven and didn't get the humor. Right. <laughs> or it just wasn't that funny. I remember never thinking that show was very funny. I think that they like banked way too much on their lewdness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they didn't really, their success wasn't based in their humor, you know, it was based in their edginess. Yeah. And the concept. Remember swinging 90, you know? Yeah. Well, and the concept was hot wife and, like, slubby husband taken to the extreme, right? Like, the, right. they hated each other. Like, nagging wife, slubby husband, yeah. terrible children. Yeah. It's like everyone hated everyone else. And there were no redeeming like qualities. It's yeah. like, we don't get divorced right. for some reason. Right, you just know, hate that, it just doesn't happen back then, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's really interesting. I have a hard time with shows like that where you just are supposed to either hate to laugh at the main characters. That's I why feel I, like that some shows though. I, yeah, well, I mean, did were you a Seinfeld fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a show I never got into. And I've had no. so many friends be like, oh, man, you need to learn about Seinfeld because it's such a touchstone of American culture. And I've tried to sit down and watch it, and I, I feel like I get why it's funny. It's just not my kind of funny because there are all these terrible people doing terrible things to each other. Right. I guess so. That show was kind of like... That show was such a big deal because it was kind of the first sitcom that broke the mold of either office place or home place. Right. You know, right. cookie cutter, this is a family sitcom or this is an office sitcom and there's only, like, it's either one or the other or it's both, you right. know? You have all these 30-something white New Yorkers who are all single, don't have families. Right, kind of yeah. sleep around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Not very successful. Yeah, that was a big part of it too. Costanza. I think, yeah, Jerry's kind of successful, but like George is oh, and Kramer is unemployed basically. Didn't George work for the Steinbrenners? Didn't he work for the Yankees? Yeah, he had a number of jobs. Uh -huh. He worked for the Yankees. He was like a real estate agent at the beginning, I think. Maybe one or two other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Chios. Now there's a good sitcom. That was one they could get into. Yeah, the workplace. The like the sexual harassment in the workplace is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Sitcom. Yeah, and casual alcoholism. <laughs> like if you actually but, yeah. sit down and and think about what is happening in that show, it's terrifying. <laughs> right. It's like really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> All these working class schlubs in Boston are avoiding their life's responsibilities and getting really drunk basically every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like George Wentz character Norm, he should definitely have liver disease by the third season. Yeah, there was an offshoot of that show called Kramer. Yeah. About Kramer. And there's like a reunion, there's like a Cheers reunion episode that's kind of like that. It's like somebody dies and he goes back to Boston for the funeral and like everyone's there and they're like, in like, you know, he's moved on with his life and become like a successful radio personality and he goes back and he's really excited to see all his friends and they're all like <laughs> older and like more drunk and like depressed, you know? Uh. I want to see that episode. That's hilarious. <clears throat> it's crazy when you go back and watch old... I guess this is our sitcom episode, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Uh, it's crazy when you go back and watch old TV shows and realize how much culture has changed. It, like you were saying, the workplace harassment. There's a lot of just casual sexism and misogyny in that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, much more. Yeah, I don't know. That was just, like, kind of a cornerstone mm -hmm. of especially the workplace comedies. Right. Is, like, sexual harassment and, like, you know, bosses trying to sleep with the secretaries very aggressively, you know? And it's done for laughs. Right. And it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back then. Right. Um, not, not anymore. Now it's not funny anymore. Right. Of course. Yeah, we're way better now. Way better. That makes me want to go back and watch Murphy Brown. I feel like there was one year in my household where we would watch Murphy Brown every week. But I don't remember it at all. Except it was a female-centered workplace sitcom. Right. I wonder how it took on those those issues. Um, the other sitcom from the ooze 2000s was Scrubs. I have probably watched every episode of Scrubs because they were always on Comedy Central in the afternoon for from 2004 to 2006 or something. Yeah, I never liked that show. I was really into it. And then a few years ago, I went back to rewatch the first couple of seasons being like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. I'm so excited about it. They make a lot of jokes about transphobia. Like, there's a oh, yeah. lot of... cat. Um, I watch it, a lot of cross-dressing and jokes about it. And I'm like, wow, you couldn't tell that joke today. Huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like... Beyond the, like, social, you know, ramifications of the entertainment industry kind of coming, like, moving away from that, it really, I feel like, is a good thing because it 
you know, obviously is a good thing for the people who, who are like harmed by that. Mm-hmm. It's also like makes for a more diverse and like creative industry. I think yeah, when you can't just like be. fall back on these like cookie cutter. It's like oh, you know, right. Cheers did really well. Let's make another one of those and but it's in Seattle now or like you know what if the workplace center was a woman you know what I mean yeah call it Murphy Brown yeah I wonder how far back we have to go in sitcom history to get to more overt racism and anti-semitism or other like discriminatory forms of comedy that we don't see anymore probably not too far probably not too far <laughs> Uh, huh. uh, cool. In the eighties, right? <laughs> yeah. Reagan was president. Different times. Yeah. Everybody was really call into, it the rage eighties. Yeah, everybody was really into Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I okay, but here's an interesting thing. I just started watching this show Glow on Netflix. Do you know that show? I've heard about it. It's been recommended. It to me a couple of times it's about lady wrestling it's pretty good but it's kind of funny because that is set in the early 80s mm-hmm. and i feel like they're using a lot of this humor that was like the standard like misogynistic boss like sleeping with his employees and like anti-semitism and it's like because it's set in the 80s they then <laughs> again can use these it's about women, and they use that as kind of license to make these jokes that you kind of feel like they shouldn't be able to anymore. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's okay because they're doing it from an ironic perspective, but then you think about it, and you go, wait, that's still a sexist joke. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they're, like, doing it as, like, you know, like look at look at us making fun of that time, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, did you watch Stranger Things when it came out, especially the first yeah. season? <laughs> I really liked that show. Another show, kind of nostalgically looking back at the eighties, which is weird, I guess. Yeah, that's like Freaks and Geeks and Monsters. Yeah. Oh, I loved show. it. Yeah, I was it, season one especially. Season two was was okay. Um, season two, they like. They, like, misused the children in that one. Yeah. Like, season one was great, and the kids were really great because they were, like, not the focus. And then season two, they were like, everyone loves these kids. We'll make them the focus. It's like, kids can't act. You know what I mean? Like, kids can't carry a TV show. It's just can't do that. Right. You got to focus on the plot. Right. And, like, you know, let Winona Ryder carry the show. Or, like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the sheriff and, like, Matthew. the older teenagers yeah. who are, like, in their 30s in real life, you know? Yeah. Um, but I always wondered what the the deal is with the one black kid in town. What do you mean? Well, they never go into it. Why? I mean, it's set in a small town in Indiana in the 1980s. And if there's one thing I know about the little Midwest is it's super racist. Right. So, so I I always watch that being wanting to know more of 
what's the deal with the one black kid? Does he deal with, like, constant discrimination and racism? Is his family upper middle class? Why are they the one black family living in this town? I want to know their backstory really badly. Right. Probably. Well, they make make a lot of rips on him being black, like when they were all supposed to be the Ghostbusters. Oh, right. (laughs) And he was supposed to be the black one. He's like, I don't want. I want to be. I want to be Bill Murray. You know. Yeah. And he's like, No, you can't. And he's like, Why can't I? Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't want to be the black guy. I'm supposed to be Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So, I wanted to thank everybody who listened to last week's episode, How to Fix Soccer, uh, with special guest Adam on it. We got a lot of good listens from across the country. Shout outs, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Hanoi, Vietnam. That's you again. I, 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 I'm from I, I am pretty sure there are other real human beings in Champaign who are listening to the podcast. Maybe ninety percent of it's me now, but there's ten percent who are my real friends and coworkers who listen to this podcast. I'm convinced of it. They totally exist. I I text them all the time. Did you guys listen to the podcast? Did you guys listen to the podcast? (laughs) Um, I want to know who are listeners in Hanoi, Vietnam. I'm pretty excited about that one. Could be my buddy Evan, who's living out there. Oh, sweet! So, like buddy of Eli's from high school. Sweet. We should reach out to him on Facebook so. or something and ask him if he listens to the podcast. If he listens. Yeah. Okay. That would be cool. Yeah, I will. Maybe, maybe we're just maybe we're like becoming famous over there. Eventually, we are going to become famous somewhere. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Right. Yeah. We were famous. And then we're gonna move there to be celebrities. <laughs> yeah. They're like government. We're going to get like an email and it's like, oh, you know, the government of Chad wants to fly you to Africa for like a press tour, you know? Yes. <clears throat> kind of hope it's not Chad, but. <laughs> I mean, I'll take um, it, but. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chad is the one that wants to fly us to their country, then that's where we're going to go. Providence, Rhode Island, Centerville, Maryland, shout out. Those are are local, or not local, but regular, regular listeners. Regulars. Mm -hmm. Is Eli still living in Providence, or did he move? I don't think he's moved yet. Okay, he's planning to, though, right? So, yeah, at some point. So then we'll, we'll it'll be an experiment when he moves. We'll see how much of a dip in our Providence listening audience we get. Right. Um, with Gina, well, my other brother lives there as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Regina, Canada, Tokyo, Japan. We were famous in Tokyo for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was our Dance Dance Revolution episode. That was, yeah, we need to do another one of those. <laughs> Seattle, Field. Washington. Shout out to Seattle. Chino, Japan. 
then we get into some of our irregular listeners. Shout out to Quezon City, Philippines. That is not a real place. <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. Franklin, Tennessee. Brick, New Jersey. I guess I'm glad I don't live in a town named Brick. Right. What if your name was Brick and you lived in a town named Brick? That would probably be more cool than not being named Brick and living in a town named What if your Brick? name was Brick and you didn't live in Brick, New Jersey, but you were named after Brick, New Jersey? Where would you live? I don't know. You like champagne? You're just yeah. you, but your name is Brick. Because <laughs> you're that's where you that's where you were conceived. There you go. Because your parents were like on a road trip. That would be a terrible driving Brick, New Jersey. We need to write these ideas down. I'm writing this idea down right now. <laughs> brick, New Jersey. It's going in. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then if this is a sitcom, like. You're, it's a coming of age story where you really just want to get to the town. Oh, you're like, brick. oh, hey, you mom. They're yes. like, you can't go, brick. Yes. You got to apply to colleges, you know? Yes. Yes. I'm writing all of this down as you talk. All it says <laughs> right now is conceived yeah. also, in it's, brick. Also, it's the age, and there's like a and lot of casual <laughs> sexual harassment involved. At the workplace. There's a lot of. In the work- <laughs> right. <laughs> Like in the, among the teachers in your school, like you just have a really like grabby principal. Oh, part of the comedy. Yeah, yeah, for laughs because it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> to the moon, Alice. It's because he beats his wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, guess who's back? Ashburn, Virginia. Huh. Welcome back, Ashburn, Virginia. Is that the FBI? Uh-huh. Pentagon, FBI, yeah. uh, post the USPS. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, mailman. Yeah, we're back on the radar. Yeah. You'd think they'd be better about covering their tracks, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you think they're keeping tabs on us as political influencers? Oh, I hope so, in Vietnam or Chad. Right. <laughs> in Vietnam. <laughs> In many foreign governments. <laughs> uh, a movie I watched randomly last week, I rewatched for the first time in a while, was Burn After Reading by the Coen Brothers. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I've ever seen it. What's it about? It's one of the, I don't know, a low comedy for the Coen Brothers. It didn't win any awards uh-huh. or anything. It got a real screwball feel to it. Who's in it? Uh, everybody. Um, John Malkovich yeah, works for the CIA and gets fired and he swears his revenge against the CIA and he's this angry drunk and his wife, Tilda Swinton, is cheating on him with George Clooney who works for the U.S. Marshals and is a real hyperactive, crazy sex addict. And mm-hmm. It's an easy role for him. Yeah, it's hilarious. He invents a machine that will give women orgasms. Um, it's like a rocking chair. It's very phallic. Anyway, hilarity ensues. Brad Pitt's in it. J.K. Simmons is in it. Who's the lady who's in all the Coen Brothers films? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm spacing on her name. You know, Marge Gunderson. 
Then he plays Merge Gendusin. Yep. Uh, can't believe I'm forgetting this name. Anyway, a lot of famous people. My point being, and that it takes place in Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. My point being in today's... The whole plot is a bunch of idiots steal some secrets from the CIA and try to sell them to the Russian government. And the Russian government's like, we don't want these secrets because we're not at war with the United States anymore. That's a big part of the plot. And I just remember watching it and thinking it's ironic that now we do have this situation with Russia. Basically, my point is that what's happening right now in current politics is basically the same as what happened in a Coen Brothers screwball comedy that was made in the early 2000s. Right. Sorry. That and was, The Simpsons. And The Simpsons, right. Simpsons predicted everything, though. Right. That's true. few more shout-outs. Stanford, Connecticut. Naperville, Illinois. Minsk, Belarus. Bel yep, good. Be yeah. Belmont, Massachusetts. Portland, Oregon. Egg cool. Harbor Township, New Jersey. Hmm. Is that like, how close to brick is that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Woodbridge, New Jersey. A lot of people in New Jersey are listening to us right now. Uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. Shout out to New Zealand. I watched... Wow, that is a... I wonder if that was settled by Jews, that town. Christ church. Right. <laughs> don't come They're like, oh, we don't want people to fuck with us. We're just gonna go with Christ church. <laughs> this is probably good. <laughs> we'll avoid persecution that way. Shout out to New Zealand winning both the women's and the men's rugby sevens World Cup championships this weekend in San Francisco, California. Watched. I watched nice. some of that. Um, I love watching rugby, man. I forgot how much fun that game is to watch. What are they called? The Blackhawks? No. They're uh, called the... Uh... All Blacks. All Blacks. Yeah. Right. And the women's are the black phones. Like cell phones? Phones, like the, the plant. F-E-R-N. Oh. Yeah. Because it's on their flag. Cell phones? Black. Black cell ferns. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Kiev, Ukraine, and Seoul, South Korea, which is probably actually Patty in China. Right. And that rounds out our top 20? Yeah, top 30, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Good. Uh... Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on iTunes also. We got one more rating on iTunes. Another five-star rating. We now have seven total ratings on Apple iTunes. Six of them are five stars, and one of them is one star. Uh, full confession, I stole Kalen's phone the other day and rated us on iTunes. Oh, nice. Good job. <laughs> That's that other rating is also me. <laughs> From a stolen phone. <laughs>
did you keep it? Did you keep? Do you still have Kaylin's phone? No, no, I gave it back to him. Oh, okay. Does he listen to a podcast? Well, he's, he says he listens to it sometimes, which I don't believe. But and then he's like, "Oh, I, I found it on SoundCloud." Uh, and then, but I, I don't know how to find it on iTunes. So then I took his phone and, and <laughs> subscribed him to us. But the thing is, that he found us on SoundCloud. But then he was talking about Soundhound. What is that? That's like Shazam. Yeah. Do we need to get so, on that? No, we can't. It's like an app that you turn it on and it like listens to music and tells you what the song is. Oh. Well, that's different. One good thing, if you actually just straight up Google Jump on the Ump, we now come before that goddamn board game that was oh, invented good. in like the 90s or something. <laughs> Yeah, that board game sucks. Yeah, I hate that, that game. Zero stars. Zero <laughs> stars for that fucking board game. <laughs> um, okay, so we're 32 minutes in, and we just finished introductions, but I think we're doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the All-Star game? No. Oh, oh can I tell you my... Did I? No, I was working. I was at oh, work. Okay. Can I tell you what my... day was the all like Wednesday, yeah, right? Yeah, Wednesday, last Wednesday. Yeah. I was working. Okay, I want to tell you the story about watching the All-Star game. I was at... Yeah, give me the play-by-play. I can't give you the play-by-play, because, and I'll tell you why. I was at professional teaching professional development up in the Chicago suburbs. and so, Oh, really? Yeah, it was two days, one somebody night. Was like, somebody who knows you was like, oh, this guy can teach professionalism to people. No, I was I was I was getting developed. I was the recipient uh, of the professional development, not the giver okay. of the professional Good. development. Yeah. No, no way could I do that. Right. So it was two days, one night. You think a lot of things, but <laughs> I could. The uh, thing about teachers is that they are terrible students. You go to these conferences. Okay. There's 200 teachers from Illinois and the Midwest, and there are two presenters for a two-day conference. People are on their phones the entire time, talking. They're on Tinder. On Tinder, yeah. They're like trying to. They're trying to like fuck other people in that room. A lot. It is. Yeah. That's all teachers do on these conferences. It's insane. Right. So we go out. No holds barred fuck fest. And you've only got two days, one night. You've got to take your shot because the next day you got to go back to your small town in rural Illinois or Wisconsin or Canada. But the you get so you don't get paid, but you get a free hotel Uh room. And our principal, our new principal, took us out for dinner to a bar. And so we're at this bar. And the All-Star game is on in uh-huh. the background. So I'm talking to my co-workers and colleagues, blah, 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 kind of keeping... Your new boss. And my new boss. And kind of keeping one eye on the game. So I wasn't really paying close attention. And at some point, they zoom in on Mike Trout, who's in the outfield. 
I'm trying to pay attention to what's happening, and I swear to God, it looks to me like Mike Trout is just talking to himself in the outfield like a crazy person. Right, right, right. But he's mic'd up. But he's probably. mic'd up. He's mic'd up. Probably. He was. I, it took me a few minutes to figure this out. And they're interviewing him. They're literally talking to him while he's in the outfield, <laughs> while the game is literally happening. I thought this was hilarious. Because it kind of highlights how little attention an outfielder actually has to pay for the vast majority of a baseball game. Right. They can just kind of space out. Well, I feel like that's less true when they care. Yeah. They wouldn't do that for a real game. It's an exhibition game. Right. Yeah. When, it's an yeah. And it seemed like people were having fun. And so I've got a little bit of a confession to make. I may be on the Mike Trout bandwagon now. Oh, I knew you were. I knew that was going <laughs> to fucking. I knew that was going to happen. It's only a matter of time. And the reason why is because they asked him what his hobbies were. And one of his hobbies is he's really into the Weather Channel. Yeah. And Father I, I know that. I think that's great. Suddenly, Mike Trout is a likable person to me because I just imagine all he does in his spare time is sit on his couch and drink, like, warm milk, possibly, and watch how the does this, How is this any different from, like, what we've been saying about this guy for years? Because it can... He's, like, the most boring person in the entire world. He watches the Weather Channel. Yes. You know what I mean? He's like watching weather broadcasts from across the country. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. It's like the most boring thing that you can like, if I was to like, okay, make a boring character on like <laughs> Sim Life or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, he looks like Mike Trout. He watches the weather channel. He's, and that's about it. He's from know? Brick, New Jersey. He's from Brick, New Jersey. Watches the goddamn Weather Channel. Well, I don't understand how that's endearing to you. Well, that was part of it. The other part of it was, and I only learned this a couple of days later, that Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred was asked about the marketing issues that baseball supposedly has been having, and he straight out called out Mike Trout. For being boring. For being boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, suddenly I wanted to defend Mike Trout against Rob Manfred. I was like, motherfucker, it's not Mike Trout's, Mike Trout's job to be interested. It's his job to hit baseballs with baseball bats and watch the Weather Channel. <laughs> I mean, kind of. But... I mean, I don't know. Maybe this can be our beef of the week. Maybe it can be Mike Trout v, you know, Manafort. Yeah. Like, how much is... How much are athletes required to be also entertainers? That's a big question. I feel like in other sports, the personalities are much larger than in baseball. I feel like in baseball, it's like the entire league has, like, the Patriots mentality of, like, 
we will not be interesting. We will just play our sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, I disagree with you. I think it's kind of a Mike Trout thing. I think Mike Trout is getting paid an insane amount of money to play for the Los Angeles Angels, and he's really good at his job, and he likes being boring, and he's good at his job and doesn't consider selling Nikes or Gatorade as part of his job. I think... Right, because he's already... Well, no, he does some commercials. Yeah. Under Armour? Because he's already getting paid like $30 million a year. Yeah. So why? What's the point? What's the point? Why he's not we, stupid. That's something I... He's boring, but he's not dumb. I think... That, right, I think but like... Would it kill him to, like, grow a weird mustache? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is that really going to fuck his game up if he, like, has a, like, curly Q mustache, you old, know? Old school Pittsburgh pirate mustache. Right. Yeah. Or if he just, like, wears everything that Russell Westbrook – wait, now who's the guy who wears all the crazy outfits? Or, Russell like, Westbrook, if he just yeah. wears everything that Cam Newton wears, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how hard is that, you know? Something, Mike Trout. You're well, like the freaking cold fish that you're named after. But baseball has characters. I like Mookie Betts and Jose Altuve. Um, that's the only two I can think of. I guess technically Mike. <laughs> I guess technically Mike. There's that racist guy, you know. <laughs> that racist guy. Hey, racist guy. Hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like he's, but basically, the new face ten times more interesting than Mike Trout just because he's a racist, you know? No, uh, that's what baseball doesn't want. The new face of Major League Baseball, <laughs> the most interesting man in the game. This racist guy he's from racist. Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> and they wonder why people are tuning out baseball. Hmm, what's yeah. about that? Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, when David Ortiz retired, Major League Baseball lost, like, at least a third of its star power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> he was the biggest face of the game by a hundred times, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a DH. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like also wore like gold chains and like cracked jokes all the time. Right. And was like really nice to everybody, yes. you know, and like swore on live television. And everybody you know? loved it. That's still one of my favorite things. Yeah, somebody's got to step up. and But I just don't want to put that on poor Mike Trout. The guy's got a lot to do with it. He doesn't have it in him, you know? <laughs> no, just leave him alone. Let him watch the goddamn <laughs> channel. Um, Needs to log his eight hours of Weather Channel a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm at this ball watching the All-Star game, kind of half watching it. And we're talking about baseball because a lot of the people, obviously I work with a lot of Chicago Cubs fans, and my buddy Zach, who uh, I've been trying to get on this podcast, I think we'll be able to get him on sometime. He's a big Cubs fan, and I work with him at the middle school. And he mentions off the. Tell him you'll buy him a six pack of like Mike's Hard Lemonade if he comes on. <laughs> I will. Because that's what Cubs fans like <laughs> for Zima. Ooh, Zima. Tell him you have the last remaining six pack of Zima <laughs> left in the world and he'll come on second. They don't make Zima anymore? Don't they not? I don't think so. I have so. no idea. I don't know. Either way, um, he mentions off the cuff. 
hey, Joel has a sports podcast. And oh, nice. all conversation stops. And they're like, Joel has a sports <laughs> podcast? So everyone's like, oh, send us the link. Text us the link. I'm like, okay. And my new boss was like, yeah, send me the link. I was like, okay. I cuss a lot. He's like, oh, I don't care. Like, right. right. You're like, just so we're clear, you cannot fire me for anything I say when I'm not on the job. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I kind of sympathized with Mr. Racist Pitcher from the Milwaukee Brewers. A little bit of me was like, they shouldn't be able to fire him for something he tweeted. They didn't fire him, but they shouldn't be allowed to punish him for something he tweeted seven years ago before he was a baseball player. Wasn't he a minor also? Yeah, he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I was not tweeting. Like, he could be able to redeem himself for, like, racist tweets. Like, you know, everyone's a troll on the internet. Exactly. Not me. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> not everyone's a racist troll, though. That's <laughs> there we go. Sure. There we go. <laughs> it's an uh, important distinction to make. Yeah. <laughs> uh so, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I thought the All-Star game was fun. People, think, I liked the idea of miking people up. I felt it wasn't fair because they miked up Mike Trout, and then I think Bryce Harper, he played outfield for the NL, right? Yeah. And then they miked up uh, Lindor. And Lindor was like, guys, I, can't, I literally can't talk to you right now. I have to pay attention to the baseball I'm, game. I'm playing shortstop. <laughs> yeah. The outfielders are chilling, talking about the weather channel. Like, ah. so it's stuff like, no, this isn't fair. I can't, I can't pay attention while you're talking in my ear. They should have mic'd up Mookie Betts. He's pretty funny. They might have. I, I, I didn't watch that part there. Yeah, there. <laughs> there's like. There's this one time when he's like talking in spring training, he was mic'd up and they're like talking to him. And then this guy hits this ball way over his head and he's like, Oh, not going to get this one, guys. (laughs) 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 Spring training must be fun for reasons like that. Yeah. I think, uh, okay. I'm going to bring this way back to the beginning of this segment because. While you've been telling this story, I've mostly just been trying to think of, like, T-shirts for you to wear to these, like, school conferences, you know what I mean? These meat markets. Yeah. And I think if you got a shirt that said, special ed teachers do it on the short bus, that (laughs) would probably do well for you. At one of these conferences? Probably. Somebody else would get, like, super offended, but I think it'd be worth it. (laughs) Right. That'd be good. Uh, Just like get that T-shirt and then put like eighty-two underneath it. Right. You know? <laughs> then it'd be funny. Oh no, it's a right. it's a throwback shirt. <laughs> oh, no, it's vintage. It's vintage. It's vintage. I got it. yeah. There you go. Then it would be funny. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, any other good ideas for? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's. You could probably sell T-shirts at these things. Is what I was thinking. That'd be a good side. If like, you know, teachers have to buy their own chalk 
and condoms or something like Ooh, that. That's you know? a good one. Yeah. <sighs> we get I mean I, not that anyone uses chalk anymore. Uh no, but how could there was something going on of on the internet where some rich people were offering to buy a teacher's um supplies for her classroom or something like that. What if she just asked for something so you get I think it's two hundred and fifty dollars uh, you can write off up to $250 tax-free for school supplies. Um, uh -huh. Some shirt that says, I spent my $250 on whiskey and condoms. Right. Something like that. What about teachers? What about math teachers do it in the pie hole? But it's like the symbol for pie, you know? Oh, I like that one. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Right. But to, it's a special ed teacher. That's yeah, the harder one. Yeah, I'd have to run that way past like, some of my like, math teachers. There's like so much gray area there that it's like hard <laughs> to like come up with one that is not going to be offensive to right. somebody. Yeah. Unless, unless you make it a vintage thing. Right. Just sidestep right. that. Hmm. Math. There's a lot of good math ones probably. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I had something I was going to say, and then I totally forgot about it. Do you have anything about baseball you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, well, Cause I can, I can, a couple other things about the All-Star game. Uh, Chris Sale started for the third time in a row, which right. hasn't happened in a really long time. Since, like, the 40s, there hasn't been somebody who started three All-Star games in a row. Right. Um. But I didn't watch. I mean, it went into extra innings, right? Yeah, yeah it was an exciting game. AO one went into extra 10, innings. 10 home runs? Yeah. One thing that I didn't watch, <coughs> but I didn't see, was the racist guy, Hader. I want to watch this. I've been trying to find the video on YouTube. Where he's get, he got lit up. He gave up like right. three home runs. And everybody was making fun of him. And the other thing about this All-Star game was they were allowed, they let all the players have their phones. So all the right. AL guys, apparently, all the AL guys are laughing and joking because they just hit, like, three back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back home runs off of Hayden. And they're all on their phones going on Twitter. And apparently you could see in real time the AL guys go from, ha-ha-ha-ha, this is so much fun, to finding out about Hayden's old tweets. And you can see, right. like, they all stop laughing and kind of get that what-the-fuck look on their faces as they find out in real time that this guy tweeted racist-ass shit seven years ago. Huh. I think Mike... Didn't he get a standing ovation when he got back to Milwaukee? Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. Fuck, Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like... Have a little, I don't know. Dude, it's Milwaukee, man. It's bad. Uh, you should check out our Twitter account, though. I've been fighting that fight for the last 48 hours. Uh, Just talking shit about Milwaukee? Talking shit about everyone. And here's the thing that keeps coming up. People keep fighting me about it. And they keep being like, well... We wanted to show, you know, he apologized, and it was an honest opinion, and we just wanted to show that we forgave, the fans just wanted to show forgiveness, and that, you know, they still supported him. And then you go just a little but bit... It looks like, 
Well, I'm sorry. Finish. I'm you just, sorry. You just, I just talked to these people on Twitter for just a little bit longer, and after maybe eight or nine minutes, they're suddenly, like, blaming thug culture for all the violence in America, and... Blaming what? Thug culture for all the violence wow. in America. This one guy had a whole bunch of tweets about Obama being a Muslim from Kenya. Like, they start out with, like, oh, it's about you know, forgiving him and moving on with our lives. And then you talk to them for just a little time, and then it's like, yeah, I think our black president's an African Muslim. And... Right. Yeah, and, and the black families need to start, you know, following the rules like the rest of us. Just, just right under the surface. <laughs> like, not even too far. Not, not even far at all. It's eight minutes under the surface. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is like, but like, even if it was sincere and they were like, we forgive you, you were a kid, yeah. like, we still support you. Even if that was the truth, it if you give them a standing ovation, it just looks like you're applauding racism. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. Regardless, like, you can't be like, oh, no, it was just, we forgive. It's like this whole complex thing. It's like <laughs> on TV, it's like. This guy made racist tweets. Yeah. You're standing up and clapping for him. Like, yes, exactly. So <laughs> that bad. only translates one way. You yeah. Know? yeah. What do you do if you're a black fan in the audience and you're a Brewers fan and suddenly all the white people in the audience start up and start clapping for this guy? Like, do you Probably start... Boo really loudly. Or do you go to the exit? That's what I want. I don't know. Boo. You boo? <laughs> I would boo. I would just boo really loudly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a white dude. I'd right, be, right, I would really right. Yeah. Like, I hope that I get to see that guy play live someday so, so I can, can boo him. him. Yeah. And call him racist. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about this. I've been being like, the Brewers are playing the Nationals this week, and it's about a three-hour uh -huh. drive from Champaign to Milwaukee, and I could get tickets. I'm just like, I'm on the fence on this one if I want to get a room in Milwaukee and go to a Brewers game. Um, I don't know. Are you going to yeah. run into any of your Twitter buddies over there? Because <laughs> Probably. Get my ass beat. <laughs> get, right, my, get my ass beat. Probably that. <laughs> Just wear your Black Lives Matter shirt to the game. Yeah. I will. I have one of those. <laughs> and my white socks hat. No, that's stupid. I always hate it when people wear, like, random teams to, like... Yeah, do you hate that? I was actually going to ask about that. Like, what's the point? Like, what are you trying to prove? That you're a fucking asshole? I don't know. It, that's the team I would root for. If I'm going to... That's the hat I own. If I'm going to a Brewers... I mean, it's really an expression of neutrality. If I'm going to a Brewers national game... I contemplated going to a Yankees-Mets game last night in uh, the Bronx. I didn't. But, like, I wouldn't have worn my Red Sox gear to Bronx Stadium, right. like, Yankee Stadium. Well, yeah. Because, like, what's the point there? Like, what am I going for? To enjoy baseball. That's different, though, right. because, yeah. Like, why am I, like, wearing a Red Sox hat, you know? Just don't wear a hat. Just don't, just go without expressing. I, I guess right. in my root mind. Really, I root really hard for the Mets, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, talk a lot of shit about the Yankees. Okay. But, like. Okay. I'm like the like people who go to those games 
game trying to get attention for themselves. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, you go to a game between two teams and you wear a third team's colors. Gotcha. You're just trying to get attention. Gotcha. You're like an attention whore, you know? Interesting. It's like, oh, heard. look at me. Look at me being so edgy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, for yourself. I support this Joel. third unrelated team. Right. <laughs> I'm supporting this AL team in a game between two <laughs> NL teams, like six hours away from that city, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Look uh, at me. <laughs> okay, so here's the question. Would it be better to... You, like, go to the concession stand, you're like, can <laughs> I get a Chicago-style hot dog, you know? Like fuck you, man. <laughs> so should I get a totally neutral hat? Like Sean has one of these, where it's just a black baseball cap with nothing on it. Right. Or should I go to the game and, like, very blatantly at the concession stand, buy a whole bunch of Milwaukee Brewer gear? Well, I don't think you should get Milwaukee Brewer gear because of the racist. Because of the racist, yeah. That sucks too, because right. I was on. Want to like throw your lot in with the racists, right? <laughs> that sucks like, too. You know, like, right. I realized that like a racist association with the Boston Red Sox over the past couple of years, right? Right. But like, I'm too far gone to like distance myself. You right. know what I mean? Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's not a Milwaukee it's thing. Like you it's said, you know, to become a Milwaukee Brewers fan, and it's like pretty suspect if now is the <laughs> yeah. time that you choose yeah. to become I'm a going to Brewers fan. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, because I was pulling for them in the division, too, because I was rooting against the Cubs. Hmm. Well, hey. I, guess, I guess I got it. I guess I'm on that Pittsburgh Pirate bandwagon hard now. They just won nine in a row. Yeah, no, they can do it. Let's go Pirates. They're like, they're like five games out of the playoffs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, they keep it up. Like they can make, they're like legitimately could make a push for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Um, did you watch Rick Ross and Two Chains narrate a polo game? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best thing. Real thing. Yeah, it was. It's like a two-minute video on the internet, and they're narrating them. They're like commenting on a polo game. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> the best. The best line is one of them asks. I forget who. If one of them asks if how you tell the teams apart, and the other guy goes, "Oh, it's the jerseys," and then the other guy goes, "Oh, damn! I was looking at the horses." <laughs> 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 what horse is that? To, what team is that horse playing for? And it got me thinking. Uh, polo, even though it's got all these, I guess, negative connotations of being a rich, snooty person sport. Polo is uh-huh. badass to watch. Like that's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. But okay, here's the thing: is that it's not like a rich, snooty person sport. It's like a next level. Like, this is the sort of person that does not even associate, like, has no concept how much anything costs. You know what I mean? It's like right. a completely different level of money. Right, because you've got to be rich enough, first of all, to own horses, and rich enough and have the leisure time 
to fucking train yourself in this really obscure horse-based sport that only like five other people know how to play. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's not even, it's just taking care of those horses is what's so expensive. Yeah. Like uh, there's this guy who we did or not a friend of mine did a catering event for the U S polo cup or whatever. Oh, cool. And it's basically just this guy on Long Island, but he has like a number of polo courses and like 50 horses or something and taking care of all of them. It's like half a billion dollars a year or yeah. some crazy shit like that just for like having that. You and, know what I mean? And you're not making that money back in polo revenue. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe like a ticket to a polo match is like ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's like just to watch the game. It's a cold million cash. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then you really know you you balling then high rollers right. go to polo matches. But what if it was only two change in Ross? and like real like if I was a rapper. And a multi-millionaire rapper, I would definitely um, start investing in polo. No, no, no. Multi-millionaire. Like, you have to be a billionaire minimum to okay. like get involved with polo. Ah, damn. The most rappers don't make that much money. Maybe like Beyonce's got that kind of money. Probably not. That's Beyonce and Jay-Z together are worth over a billion dollars. Yeah. So they could get into polo, but that's about it. They, like, jointly. Yeah. <laughs> like... Neither one of them individually <laughs> could get in the polo, but together they could, like, become interested in polo. Uh, huh. Um, yeah, fun. I, I want to watch some polo. We talked about water polo last week. I want to talk about, I want to watch water polo. Loved watching rugby this week. Also, though, this week in the Quidditch corner, did I tell you that uh -huh. um, the U.S. Quidditch team was at the San Diego Comic Con? And they were at a panel on reenacting fictional sports. Right. And, it's and they were like, Quidditch isn't fictional. Exactly. <laughs> it sounded like they had their shit together way better than the guys who did Jedi lightsaber fighting tournaments, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and then... That's the thing, right? Yeah, and then there was one other one that was Lord of the Rings based that I had no idea. I was trying to follow this conversation on Twitter, but it was really hard because they were using really obscure terminology that was only specific <laughs> to their made-up sports. <laughs> and so I, the Lord of the Rings sport, there's some kind of game from the Lord of the Rings books that these guys play, and I still don't know what the fuck it is. I've read those books. I don't know what the fuck sport they're talking about. Anyway... Quidditch. Cool sport. Um, we gotta go soon, but I wanted to talk some shit about the New York Mets before we okay. get off air, because the wheels are goddamn falling off the Mets. They got rid of Familius, right? Shipped him off to Oakland. Right. And I that didn't be a deal. I mean, I think that, like, Oakland got him for pennies, like, on the dollar, but at the same time, it's not like Oakland is making a playoff push, I'm pretty sure. 
They all. I mean, they're trying to. They're they're four games out behind Seattle. But Seattle's in second place. Yeah, they got to catch Seattle to get the second wild. Seattle's got the second wild card. Seattle's got the second wild card. Yeah, yeah. Oakland's making a push. They've got a better run differential than Seattle, if that means anything. Um, right. So they're 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 making a push. They think they can. They think they can catch Seattle. I don't think they think they can catch Houston. But I think they think they can catch Seattle. Which would suck because Seattle has. And there's no one they have to worry about in the AL. Like Seattle's the only one. The ain't they're ahead, Oakland's ahead of the Angels. I'd have to look it up. The Angels are stuck at 500. They've got Otani right. back, but I don't, I don't think the Angels are. Good. AL East is nothing after the Red Sox, Yankees, and the AL right. Central is nothing in general. Yep, go Indians, I guess. What the fuck? The Indians just got a pass this whole year. <laughs> Last year, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so, Familius is out. <laughs> Syndergaard is on the DL. Is he on the DL or is he day-to-day? With, uh, he's on the 10-day DL. He's on the 10-day DL. Hoof and mouth disease. Yeah, which they think he caught over All-Star break. Uh, working with kids at, like, a baseball camp. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are so gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. Yeah, the Angels are exactly 50 and 50. (laughs) What is, what is even what is that disease? It's a it's a virus. It's a virus that causes fever, swelling, and blisters. It's gross. It's bad. Ugh. Yeah. And how? Where does it come from? I don't know. Isn't there hoof and mouth disease? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, and that's like pigs. I think pigs are cows. Right. Yeah. And so what is? is I'm, not a do- I'm not a doctor. Too. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're a teacher. Right. <laughs> like, educate me here. Um, all right, we're going to go in a second. Oh, Jake DeGrom. Do you guys, do the Red Sox want Jake DeGrom? They don't need Jake DeGrom. I don't think that we have, we would have to, like, <clears throat> we kind of made a lot of moves in the past couple of years that significantly thinned out our trade stock. Yeah. Uh, so to like make a move for a player like that would be kind of clean us out. I don't think that we would, I don't think that we would. Yeah. yeah. Cause I also don't feel like if we're like looking to upgrade, I don't think that the biggest impact is going to be in our starting rotation, mm-hmm. which is pretty good and deep. So, Oh, dang. Seattle, the Yankees have fallen back a little bit. you got five games on the Yankees now. Uh, the Red Sox have won, like, 11 of their last 12. Yeah, eight of their or last 11 of 10. their last 13, yeah. I think. Yeah, Eight of their last 10, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Red Sox got five games on the Yankees. Houston has five games on Seattle. Seattle has, so the Yankees are the first wild card. They're four and a half games ahead of Seattle. 
So there's four and a half between the Yankees and Seattle, and there's three between Seattle and Oakland. Yeah. I think that the Yankees will try to get to Grom. The Yankees are going to try to make a big move. They're, like, in a position to do so. Yeah. And they Because they, they have, like, a strong farm system, and they have, like, they're getting, they're, like, one of the best teams in the major leagues, and they're getting blown out in their division. Yeah. So they're going to make a push for that. Sam just got up and left the room. Um, I'm going to check the NL standings while Sam is gone. I bet he had to fart or something. Philadelphia is up in the NL East. The Cubs now have three and a half on Milwaukee. Pittsburgh is four, eight games behind the Cubs, four and a half behind the Brewers. The um, NL East is interesting, and the NL West is interesting. Yeah, the NL West has four teams over 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like only a game in between Arizona and LA, right? Yep, game and a half. And then Colorado is half a game behind Arezona. So the playoffs right. were just, I, I'm going to give up and actually click on the link. Sometimes I try to challenge myself. Like, I want to do the math on my own to figure out who's going to be the wild card teams. But then I screw up. So playoffs right now, Boston, Houston, Cleveland, Yankees, Seattle, with Oakland right. three games behind Seattle. After Oakland is Tampa Bay. Well, is Tampa Bay? Yeah. We, then they're like nine games back. Nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Oakland is going to try. But that's the thing about the AL. There's, like, nothing interesting going on. The White Sox are, are only 25 games out of the second wild card. Uh, NL, Cubs, Phillies, Dodgers right now. Milwaukee has the first wild card. Atlanta, home of John Rocker, has a second wild card. And then Arizona is a game behind that. Damn. Arizona is a game behind Atlanta. Colorado is a game and a half. Pittsburgh is four games out. St. Louis is four and a half games out. San Francisco is four and a half games out. Washington is five games out. So that's six teams in the NL currently outside of the wild card who could have a, like, would, like, they have a chance. Like, it's a long shot, right. but they've got a chance. I, uh, I really like the Phillies and the Braves this year. Yeah. They could both make the wild card. I mean, the playoffs. Because those are both teams that are, like, rebuilding teams that are, like, overperforming before their expected time. Right, and the Nationals are kind of a hot mess right now. Yeah, fuck the Nationals. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think they're going to finish not in the playoffs this year, and they're going to dismantle that team. I think Bryce Harper's going to, like, go elsewhere. Yeah. And be, like, a negative clubhouse presence in another city, you know what I mean? Cubs. They'll go to Cubs. Hopefully not Boston. <laughs> <laughs> or the Yankees. I bet the Yankees will make a push for him. The Yankees probably will sign him. That's where I think he's going to end up. Yeah, yeah. 
because they have space. They have like cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Okay, um, if you were going, we gotta go. Um, oh, I know what I was gonna tell you. Here's what we'll end on. Uh, Mickey Mantle. So, did you see the thing about golf? Right? Fuck golf. I fucking hate golf. But this dude in the British Open... I feel like you're all over the place right now. So, you're like, Mickey Mantle, here's the thing. Fuck golf. Uh, there's this dude and Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is the inside of Joel's brain, everybody. This is what it looks like. <laughs> Golf, Mickey Mantle, Tiger Woods, uh, Finley. Uh, now, now you got me distracted. This is how you get ADHD. Uh, you spend all day on Twitter. <laughs> um, so, Mickey Mantle. Oh, before we go, another thought. Uh, <laughs> happy ninth anniversary to Mark Burley's perfect game that I did not attend. Go to. Nope, I was in my, I've told you the story, I was in my apartment looking for a job. By, right. Like, just a few miles Unsuccessfully. away. Unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. I was unemployed, living in Chicago. I thought, I could go to this White Sox Rays game. Cost like five bucks. I did not go. Uh, so that's a good story. That's also maybe the ninth anniversary or the ninth time you've told that story on <laughs> yeah, this podcast. I think I have to tell every year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mickey Mano had the nickname the Camos Comet. Comet. Camos because right. that was the name of his hometown in Camos, Oklahoma. And Comet because he was so damn fast. In his career, he hit six inside the park home runs, three of them in the season of 1958. He was uh-huh. also like, he drank a lot, I hear. Right. Well, I think everyone did back then. Yeah. So, bringing it back, let's make a sitcom about baseball in the 1950s where we can make all kinds of racist and misogynistic jokes, but it's okay because it's like, it's like Mad Men style and it's about baseball right. in the 50s. Right. cheek. Like, yeah. oh, these 50s. Crazy <laughs> times. Those guys sure were terrible. <laughs> so, what do we get? We just get uh, John Hamm to play Mickey Mantle. Yeah. But really just plays Don Draper <laughs> as Mickey Mantle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have Joe DiMaggio, too, because then you could get the whole, like, Marilyn Monroe subplot going. And every right. show could just be total jokes at Marilyn Monroe's expense. Yeah. I also like the idea maybe we get Gal Gadot to play Marilyn Monroe because she's like would be way taller than everyone, which would be really funny. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and we should get who's a handsome but short actor we could get to play like Roger Maris or something like that. Oh. I don't know. We get John Goodman to play Babe Ruth. <laughs> John Goodman did play Babe Ruth in the Sandlot, didn't he? Oh he did? Who played Babe Ruth in the Sandlot? Remember that Mm. ghost scene where the ghost of Babe Ruth comes, steals the kids? The ghost of Babe Ruth steals the kids' Hank Aaron baseball. Huh. Yeah. Fuck the ghost of Babe Ruth. Yeah. 
No, that'd be a good sitcom. Yeah. We should write a like old timey baseball players. We, we we could probably sell it to Netflix. They'll make anything these days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're at one hour and sixteen minutes right now. Oh, Art LaFleur. That was way off. Art LaFleur. Art LaFleur played Babe Ruth in... Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. That was way off. Uh, thank you for listening. Well, who's, like a, who's like a fat actor right now who could play Babe Ruth, like, in his prime? A fat actor who could play Babe Ruth in his, in his prime. Um, Patton Oswalt? He's not in his prime. Ben Oswald's like 60. No, he's not. He's like 50. Not 60. Ben Oswald is like a contemporary of John Goodman. Um, I don't know. Chris Farley? <laughs> Famously dead Chris Farley? <laughs> Yeah, the hologram of Chris Farley can play Babe Ruth. <laughs> the ghost of Babe Ruth. The ghost of the hologram of Chris Farley would play the ghost of Babe Ruth. Okay. <laughs> I can, I'll buy it. Um, Jesus, I don't know. I bet it's hard to be a fat guy in Hollywood unless you you got... Yeah, big, the big guy and the big funny guy is like yeah. going away, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, it would be... Uh, what's his name? From Superbad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was who in uh, Moneyball? Who's in Moneyball yeah, and yeah, also yeah. is yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I know. Jonah Hill. Jonah. Jonah, Jonah Hill, is that right? Jonah yep. something. Something Jonah. Jonah something. Yeah. Yeah. Could he do it? You think he'd be he'd be able to be baby? Him or Seth Rogen. They're like, well, yeah. they're the only big guys in Hollywood right now, I guess. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Do it, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you get. Um, oh no, he already played Scott Hatterberg in Moneyball. Were they both in Moneyball? Say you get. No, 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 Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Put money weight back on. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Oh man, there's a lot of good people in that Moneyball movie. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sad that he's dead. Yeah. Also famously dead, Joel. You couldn't get him to do it. <laughs> You'd be too old anyway. Right. What if you just like Hamilton it up and you got like Martin Lawrence in his face? I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Um, uh, what if you did like a, a race blind uh, casting of a biopic about baseball in the segregation era? So right. So it's all white. It's the all white major leagues, but it's like right. like black and Dominican and Puerto Rican and Chinese people acting. And everyone's just really racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's okay because they're all different races, right. pretending white racists. Right. <clears throat> then everyone could use the N word, right? It would be okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no rule. <laughs> Oh, I think we'll add to something with that one. Oh, man. Yeah, racism. Hilarious. All right, we got to go. We're yeah. way over time. Yeah. Yeah.
I think we've covered a lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is like getting creative to get back to their racist and misogynistic roots. That's what it, all it is. That's right. Well, and that's baseballs are gonna have to figure something out because the whole thing with the Josh Hader guy, like, I'm not as a white man, I'm not even mad at him. My whole thing is how many other white players have those same thoughts right now? Because I bet there's right. quite a few of them. Right, and yeah. he, you know, he probably does. Yeah, yeah. All all he did is like, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that like. You know, shits that teen- teenagers do is, like, totally random. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely, there's, you know, did shit when I was a teenager that I wouldn't do today, you know? Not, like, sure, racist shit. but not, like, racist any, shit. You know exactly. what I mean? But, like, bad stuff, you know? Yeah. But not racist. Well, and the thing is, if you think about racism as a political belief, your political beliefs generally don't change that much from that age to adulthood, right? So, we'll, you don't think so? Uh, there have been studies about that. That you—that's like your formative period of you. You form your own political identity during that period, and it does not mm. change that much as you get older. Uh, It—I mean, that's not a rule; it's a tendency. Mm. Uh, because people were saying, oh, he's just a kid. Everybody does stupid shit when they're kids. Yeah, I did stupid shit, but I was politically liberal at 17, and I'm politically liberal now. Like, that That's didn't true. change. Like, I don't speed as much when I drive. Right. But I was a reckless driver uh, when I was 17. I don't know. I think that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, we're out of gas. We got to go. Ladies and gentlemen. We're out of gas. We're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so, so much for Milwaukee listening. Is, also, Milwaukee is racist. That's like the kind of takeaway. Yeah, yeah, the history of Milwaukee. But I feel, yeah, it is. But so is every other city in America. Milwaukee is... Is, is a special, is uniquely racist. I want to say Milwaukee is more racist than other mid-American cities. It just has its own unique history. So is Chicago. So is Boston. So is fucking Detroit. Literally every city in America. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> got their history. It's like, we all have our own unique racist <laughs> history. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm reading this book right now about school busing. That was fucked up, man. Everything is terrible. But let's go watch some baseball. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'm off that Milwaukee Brewers bandwagon and on that Mike Trout bandwagon. Uh. <laughs> All right. Here's Randy Newman. He loves L.A. L.A. also racist, but... At least it's... No, go out on short people. Let's go out on short people. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, then you got to talk for a few more minutes before I uh, pull up short people. While you queue it up. Yeah, while I queue it up, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's kind of like another... This is like harking back to a time where you could just say terrible things (laughs) about people because they were short. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Brandy Newman in the seventies or whatever. Right, right. It was fine. It's. I feel like it's still kind My of. My motivation is is to uh, change the course of Western music. I haven't liked the way it's been going, so I decided I'd make another record. Can I give all these people the finger? Oh, whoa. Randy Newman just flipped me off on TV. Are we ready? <laughs> what is this? Are you, are you like playing somebody else's podcast on our podcast? No, this is the Randy Newman. This is short people. One, two. Here it goes. One, two, three. <laughs> there it goes. That one of the best hooks of any song ever. Yeah. Oh, it says short people official video. Come on, man. Don't play it. Point is that this song is talking about how terrible short people are. We're great. Everybody loves short people. We could be jockeys. Jockeys, horse jockeys. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Also, a lot of soccer players are real short. I was wondering about that. Short I thought they were like 5'5, five, 5'6. Five, five, no reason. Yeah. Short people got no reason. Yeah. Um, hey guys, listen to us on iTunes. Rate and review us. This has been Dump on the Up. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a review. I will steal your phone and review us for you. <laughs> Watch out. Sam's going to steal your phone. <laughs> 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 Casual <laughs> racism. For the win. Nasty little feet. Nasty little feet. Ye